Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. <laughs> what do you call the elf that won the lottery? I don't know. What do you call the elf that won the lottery? Wealthy. <laughs> that might be my favorite one yet, to be honest. <laughs> I think so. Then I've got another. I've got a few good ones lined up, so uh, I'm excited. But <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Welcome to Jingle Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Because it's Christmas every day at Jingle Bells. Happy Christmas! Um, Welcome to day four of our seven days of Christmas. Today we are talking about 2020 film Happiest Season. Yeah, starring Twilight herself, Kristen Stewart. Indeed, indeed. It's, she, uh, she probably hates being known as from Twilight. I probably immediately have upset her. Right. Because obviously she's an avid listener to the <laughs> podcast. Much like Mariah Carey and Vanessa mm-hmm. Hudgens and all those other mm-hmm. people that we love. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We can definitely just, you know, keep pretending. Um, yeah, so today we're talking about Happy Season. This one was a slog for me, and then Bex has also found it uh, difficult to watch. Yeah, it wasn't the... It's not my favourite. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I have some issues with it. Mm-hmm. We will get into all of that first. Yeah. Here is a little plug. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> at JingleBellsPod tweet at us your opinions of the movies and anything else that you're watching and other relevant christmas uh crap i suppose yeah uh, we're we're interested in all of it we we do genuinely care <laughs> there you go nice wee plug for you today i think that's the nicest plug we've ever done um <laughs> probably gentle plugging um yeah. suppose without further ado uh we should get into Synopsis time. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Synopsis time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happiest Season is sold as a romantic, a holiday romantic comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself, and trying not to ruin Christmas. Mm, uh, that's not really a plot, to be honest. That's more like what you'd read on the back of a memoir. Anyway, I will say that that is somewhat accurate, but it cuts out all of the shitty bits that are in this film. So there's Yeah, I suppose like, that's what you want a synopsis to do, right? It's not going to be like, oh, it's a bit of a drag <laughs> in the middle, but don't worry, Dan Levi's there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like it cuts out all of the really, truly heinous bits that we hate about this film to be honest like hiding who you are for your partner and Mm -hmm. also like you know denying the uniqueness of everyone's coming out journey in fact denying people coming out journeys at all um yeah there are some really messed up moments like the kids framing abby for shoplifting harper repeatedly abandoning her as lies continue to take hold like there's family bullying and exclusion and then there is this insatiable desire for perfection to like the detriment of everybody's happiness in this film and it is just yeah. oh it's rough but it's Bex, in a moment of research today 
has uh, yes. said that this is autobiographical, yeah, right? Normally, yeah, so normally when we don't like a movie, mm-hmm. you know, a la Christmas Prince 2, I know it's the one we go to the most, <laughs> but it's the one that we hate the most, so whatever, is that I would come up with like a little, mm-hmm. you know, alternative, um, alternative of what the movie could have been. And mm-hmm. um, I was kind of thinking of that for this movie because, you know, we we didn't personally enjoy it, um, but it turns out it's one of the writers and directors, mm-hmm. Clea, Clea Duval. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Um, this was a sort of movie version of her experience and experience that she had. Um, so mm-hmm. thus it's autobiographical, uh, which may explain why some of the stuff is ick because it's based on yeah a more like a true accounting of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah so i'm not fixing the movie today we're just going to let the movie be what it is yep um and as and hopefully as long as she's happy with how it the adaptation of her real life event Mm -hmm. then really what do our opinions matter at all having Mm -hmm. said that we have a lot of opinions and we will be sharing those (laughs) with you today don't we always have a lot of opinions yeah Yeah. so i suppose without further ado um i am going to break down who's in the film um, we have Kristen Stewart as Abby, obviously known for her role as Bella Swan in the Twilight Saga. Um, she did go on to so- uh, to star in Snow White and the Huntsman, and then the twenty nineteen Charlie's Angels reboot. Um, then we have Mackenzie Davis as Harper. Notably, she was Yorkie in the Black Mirror San Junipero episode. I kept getting her confused with that woman from Girls. I don't know why their faces oh, are so yeah. similar, but oh it's, my it's God, not. I didn't even clock that. <laughs> It's not her. It's not her. But it look, could be her. It's the Amy yeah. Adams thing. I always confuse uh, Amy Adams and what's the other actress that always looks like? Isla Fisher. Oh, Amy yes. Adams and Isla Fisher could be the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we have absolutely anyway. had that moment. Sorry. So then we've got Mary Steenberg as Tipper. She was Emily in 2003's Elf. Um, then she was also Nancy Huff and Step Brothers. You know, lots of Will Ferrell films. She was yeah. in The Proposal with Sandra Bullock, Ryan Reynolds and Betty White as well. Um, and she's also got like like most people we talk about, she's got one of those faces and you're like, oh, it's that woman from that thing. She's been in yeah. all the stuff, yeah. <laughs> Which brings us nicely on to Victor Garber um, as Ted, who was Professor Callahan in Legally Blonde, Thomas Ooh, Andrews in Titanic. <laughs> I'll never get over it. <laughs> and uh, Jack Bristow on Alias with Jennifer Garner. Um, we had Alison Bria Sloan. Obviously, she was in Community and Netflix's Glow. Mary Holland as Jane was recently in this brilliant short that I highly recommend called The Other Morgan, which she plays against herself. Fantastic. Well worth it. You know we love people who can play against themselves. Um, 100%. (laughs) We had Dan Levy as John. He is obviously the star of Schitt's Creek, where he played David Rose. um, And he's also appeared in Modern Family and Degrassi Next Generation. Um, One of my faves... Burl Mosley as Eric. He was Jim in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I adore. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I knew I recognised his face. I was like, where is this guy from? And then finally, probably our fave out of everybody in this film is Aubrey Plaza, who stars as Riley. Um, She was April Ludgate in Parks and Rec, and then she's been in various things like Drunk History, Castle, and Criminal Minds. Love Audrey Plaza. Yeah, Audrey she's Plaza. like the best character in the film, right? Wrong. Oh, I love her. I'm just going to say her name wrong. Well done, Dex. <laughs> she was the best part of the whole film. Um, she's we will great. Get she's really her. great. Um, yeah. It's set in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, shot also in Pittsburgh as well. Never happens. It's always set somewhere else right. from where it's filmed. It's crazy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and then I suppose we get into our Christmas criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I jumped in and did the Christmas tree count this week, and we got to 40 at 3 minutes 30 because they were doing this like light walk, so it's Christmas trees yeah, everywhere. They, they, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were literally walking along a road that just had lots of houses decked out in Christmas decorations. So I was like, oh, I'm really glad I'm not counting this one. <laughs> this is a lot. Was, but to be fair, they did continue. There were Christmas yeah. trees everywhere. They went to lots of fancy parties and all of these other things mm-hmm. and there was just always trees. So Yeah, like the actual um set dressing and the locations and stuff were amazing. Um even the costumes were were really nice. Like they were kind of run of the mill average yeah. people costumes, but still like it looked like a it looked like the kind of thing they would actually wear waspy you know kind of style Mm -hmm. um holiday activities we had a few so we had the christmas lights tour there was some christmas s&m that was an interesting (laughs) moment that was really funny i forgot about that yeah (laughs) reindeer who told you you could come downstairs right i know um this is after christmas tour it's been hanging off a roof um we go ice skating there are various christmas fundraisers there's christmas drag which i bet bex loved yes. and also karaoke yes. i have comments <laughs> on it yes um yeah, and yeah. and now we've got all of that stuff out of the way i guess we yeah. can dive into what we actually thought of the beginning. film yeah <laughs> i actually really like the beginning the opening credits were really cute the i think it's opening like credits it's, are the best part it's always hard to show like mm-hmm. to give that expositiony bit, mm. you know what I mean. That's yeah. always very difficult to do in a movie, especially if you want to like endear the characters and sh- and mm-hmm. showcase the background that they had. So doing it with like these nice illustrations, like it's set like a calendar, was yeah, I really liked it. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. I was like really excited for the rest of the movie after seeing that, and then obviously <laughs> the movie happened. Uh, no, I totally agree. Happened, so. Like. The opening credits were beautiful, like the illustrations were lovely. Um, it was actually a really nice way to show a relationship progressing because they do mm-hmm. end up moving in together over the course of the montage as well, um, which yeah. is where, you know, obviously the movie begins for us. Um, they also, can I just say, have a beautiful house. Like, I want they it. They do have a really I lovely want this house. Beautiful yeah, house. it looks really cute. <laughs> Looks cozy and comfy and mm-hmm. perfect for two lesbians in love, man. What, right. What else can I say? Yeah. Um, you know, immediately off the bat, we get into the tragic backstory, which is that Abby is an orphan. Um, this point comes up so yeah. many times. And her, like, her girlfriend, Harper's family, introduce her as an orphan to, orphan everyone, to everyone they meet. And it's Every awful. single person. It is and I'm awful. Like, no one actually talks like this. Like, I, obviously, no. I know it's a movie and whatever, but like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous behavior. Yeah. Like, it's completely unacceptable mm-hmm. and unnecessary, and I hated it. Also, yeah. I'm just gonna have one tiny little gripe before we get into all of the rest of the stuff. Sure. And this is just my personal preference: is that while I think uh, Mackenzie Davis does like a pretty decent job uh-huh. and she seems to be a good actress, I would prefer that they hired actual lesbian actresses to play mm. lesbians in movies. But that's my own. You know, obviously they can't hire all the time and whatever. Maybe they tried, and obviously yeah. Kristen Stewart's a lesbian, so that's good. But like, yeah, I would have liked that. It would have been really nice. But anyway, mm-hmm. we can. No, we I think it's on. the thing is right. I think we talk about that kind of stuff all the time. Like, you know, we would love to see yeah. more people of color, like, you yeah. know, um, cast in Christmas films as well, because 
Everybody yeah, as exists. Main roles, not as everybody like, exists. <laughs> not as like Mackenzie's sister's husband. Yeah. Like as a main character. Mm-hmm. Like why couldn't her ex-boyfriend have been a black guy or whatever? Yeah. That was like probably, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, I, but I do. Um, I appreciate that. And I, I thought yeah. that it was some odd choices as well. I actually yeah. thought that Kristen Stewart was bisexual. I didn't realize that she was a lesbian. Oh, I think she is a lesbian. I'm oh, not okay. sure. Fair I'm enough. not 100%. Who knows? Oh, I might anyway. have not done my research properly. But anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all good. Right. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter to us. Love who you love. It's all, yeah. it's all G. Um, but yeah, um, so it was just really hard. But also, like, what was hard about the orphan thing is that Harper was standing there the whole time, every time she was introduced as an orphan, and she said nothing. She didn't go, Dad, that's really inappropriate. She wasn't like, Mom, yeah. that's like... That's not yeah. how you introduce how a person. About, hey, this is Abby, my roommate who is yeah. studying for her PhD in fine art, which was uh-huh. mentioned once and that was it. Uh-huh. And it seemed to like impress her family. Like they seemed to respond to that mm-hmm. in some way. Like the dad particularly, like Abby and the dad seemed to have quite a good rapport. Like yeah. it was clear, mm. you know, and, and that sort of, they, they seem to have like some stuff in common. He was like, oh, I mm-hmm. got all my savings. I went to Paris for a month. I just went to museums every day. And like, you know, it, they seem to have some kind of understanding with each yeah. other. But yeah. Well, that's it. Like the moments of connection in this film, um, like when they were genuine, they were really nice and they felt quite deep and real. Mm-hmm. But it was all of the walls that were put in the way. But then I'm not yeah. sure, like, <laughs> I know that Britain's not known for emotional expression however like these waspy ass people like is it just that they wanted to keep some kind of boundaries but like really big fuck off boundaries by keeping on yeah. like excluding I, her I and don't know. same with this jane whole family yeah oh my god they needed to like be nice to jane mm-hmm. i was like this is some bullshit i yeah. so i have a few problems number one why is every mother's motivation in a christmas movie to set up her daughter <laughs> like why is that all that they have they're like oh we have a mom here either the mm-hmm. mom right either it is the mom is dead or she's desperate with getting her daughter married off. Mm-hmm. Those are the two. If you play a mom in a Christmas movie, <laughs> there's only oh, two I mean, states. I suppose of you're being. not gonna play. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you're not gonna play the mom if you're dead. Like, what a pointless. Yeah, you're not gonna play the mom. She's dead. She doesn't appear at any point in the movie. Okay, like bye. Only in flashbacks. Like, only ever in flashbacks. Yeah, and or then, as a ghost. You know, as, <laughs> yeah, and then rather than a pointless sister, they just add a sister that's ignored. And it's like this is really rude. Like she mm-hmm. seems. You know, mm-hmm. I know people like that. I get that it can be a lot, yeah. but like, she's your daughter. Like, mm-hmm. why are you making her room the pantry, like the storage area? Like, I know her room was in the basement. So sorry. Yeah. Like, let's just like gather you guys around again. Jane is the third sister, and she's just so enthusiastic about everything. She loves her family. She's so excited to have them together for Christmas, and all they can do is fob her off belittle her demand that she does something like she seems to live quite close to her parents so she's there fixing stuff she fixes the internet she like you know deals with a lot of stuff but they're so rude to her she's like her bedroom is in a basement like what's that all about you know they're constantly belittling the fact that she's writing a series of novels (laughs) like she has a lot of hobbies it's there's nothing wrong with that it's good great exactly i suppose you would have a lot of hobbies if you spent your entire childhood ignored right but then what i really appreciate for her especially towards the end of the film when everything's fallen apart like she comes out and she's just like i like myself 
I'm yeah. fucking cool. And you're like, yes, Jane, you are fucking cool. Yes, you are and cool. Do you know what? I want to read cool your book. It's cool that you love yourself. <laughs> like, you go, girl. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Please do. You, there, there is no reason that you should not love yourself. Mm-hmm. You are cool and accepting and understanding and you have nice skirts. Yeah. And I like them. <laughs> and your paintings are really beautiful and your book seems really cool and convoluted, mm. but I'm into it. Yeah, like it's a good fantasy series, classic. Enough yeah. for us to I like Jane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Jane. The other person, the other one of the other only people that I liked. Obviously, we'll get into Riley and Audrey Potter uh, in a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just say this movie would be entirely unwatchable if Dan Levi was not in it, right? A hundred percent. The voice of reason, like mm-hmm. he. I mean, he might be. He's a bit, you know, the sassy whatever friend, and like, he, yeah. But he seems genuinely supportive. Mm-hmm. Like he's. You know, he covers for her for looking after the pets at Christmas, which, mm-hmm. by the way, it sounds like a great thing to do. I would love to just go and look after people's pets at Christmas. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Anyway, um, yeah, so he looks mm-hmm. after people's pets at Christmas and, like, he is on the phone with her when she's, like, mm-hmm. dealing with stuff and he gives her genuinely good advice. Yeah. Like, hey, your girlfriend hasn't come out to her parents yet. Mm-hmm. you're planning on proposing to her maybe the, you guys need to have a conversation about honesty yeah. within your relationship maybe there needs to be some kind of like actual transparency there mm-hmm. that's like obviously obviously coming out is very difficult and very scary mm-hmm. and you know it's one of those things that is very personal to each person and that gets yeah. sort of addressed a little bit later on in the movie where yeah you know, they have a conversation about coming out and mm-hmm. and abby goes well yeah my parents were really supportive and uh dan levi's character whose name i've forgotten john yeah john John. Mm -hmm. obviously john uh john (laughs) goes out and goes oh well that's great for you my dad threw me out and didn't speak to me for 13 years so it's like i know that it can be very very difficult and Mm -hmm. it's horrifying that you know people do not respect their children and Mm -hmm. their sexuality and use that as an excuse to um pick and choose whether to love and that is outrageous and ridiculous I just really wish yeah. the conflict in this movie wasn't the fact that she was coming out. Like, that's the thing. <sighs> yeah. I really think that's the thing that gave me the biggest ick. Like, mm. it would. Be, what mm-hmm. I would have loved and what originally I was looking at is what I thought it was going to be is that the parents, like, that she was out to her parents and mm. the parents loved Riley, right? This is what I thought uh, it was going to be. Their yes, parents yeah, loved yeah. Riley and they thought Riley was great. And she's a doctor and blah, blah, blah and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Abby was constantly being compared to the pre- the, the ex girlfriend mm-hmm. and da, 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 da. that's what I thought the like mm-hmm. the thing was gonna be yeah but it didn't seem to but that's that's not what it was um, mm-hmm. but I would have preferred that because then at least it's not you know mm-hmm. oh we're gonna do a lesbian Christmas movie about mm-hmm. coming out <laughs> it's like okay. well it's the classic fucking trope for any like queer person isn't it it's tragedy it's always about tragedy yeah. like that's the thing and i get that this is a real life experience and that is you know obviously fine and it translates differently but yeah it's it's tiring to constantly see queer tragedies played out for mm-hmm. for profit to be honest like that that is the problem and that's what's icky about this and Mm-hmm. it is so personal to everybody like nobody has well not nobody but a lot of people don't have straightforward coming out journeys and yeah. like I get that and this film does show that really well but also what is so frustrating about it is how many people Harper throws under the bus to deny herself deny her sexual like unlovely. that's the yeah. thing it's just so frustrating like the, Dan Levy is an absolute joy through this film the 
moment where he is standing talking to Abby after like I think maybe the third or fourth time Harper has ditched her at a party and yeah, yeah. she he, he does say you know like everybody's journey is different you know some people have good ones and supportive ones some people don't like yeah. you know um and that was just so raw and so beautiful and I really yeah. appreciated that like that was one of my favorite moments in the film and that was one of the most redeeming moments in the film 100%. the only thing that I feel really undid that moment was the fact that they got back together and I think yeah. it's so problematic like why yeah. why you know Abby's had this moment of realization and she's like no I want somebody who wants to be themselves who wants to be openly with me yeah. who loves me for me and who can stand up and say that in front of people yeah like whether or not your family accepts you and you or you like go and build a different family where you are accepted just yeah. stand up and be who you are like that's the thing yeah. and for me like if we were gonna fix the film I know we can't because of the, the yeah. elements of it but like they should have gone on separate journeys. That should have been it. Yeah, that would have been really good because it's like clear. I mean, no relationship is a good relationship if the foundation of it is lies. Yeah. Like that's just how it is. And they and they seem to have a really beautiful, genuine relationship like at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. going through the calendar and all the stuff and they like, you know, climb these things together and they're like mm-hmm. fun and cute and whatever. That's all great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Fantastic. But like, the moment she gets home, she transfers. She transforms yeah. into like this different person. I really think this movie actually might have been better if, rather than following Abby, we followed Harper. Like mm-hmm. that might have made a difference because then, you know, because a- Abby just had a lot. You know, we were just watching someone be dejected yeah. and rejected and like left out for this whole movie, and mm-hmm. that was brutal. Um, oh, I need to get on something more cheerful. So the drag queen, <laughs> right? So so she's out. She meets up with Riley, who yeah. is mm-hmm. um, who is Harper's first girlfriend. They went yeah. out in high school. And it turns out that H- Harper outed Riley at school yeah. in order to protect herself from mm-hmm. having to come out, um, which is brutal. Do not out people. It yeah. is not your place to tell someone else someone else's sexuality. Mm-hmm. End off. There is no ifs buts there is Mm -mm. no other moments there i remember going out for dinner one time with a friend and he was like oh hey i thought you could meet this person because they're also bisexual and i was like you shouldn't tell me that that's irrelevant i was like why Uh what what the hell that's for them to tell me not for you to tell me anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) interests intersect Uh you're like come on anyway people um she out with riley that was awful Mm -hmm. what the fuck but they go to this bar. Like, there's a great line. I think Kristen Stewart just goes, I need to drink alcohol. Do you know yeah. where I can do that? And I was like, that's that's the moon. That's the moon right there. So they go to this, uh, they go to this, uh, this gay bar. And mm-hmm. at the gay bar is Bender La Creme and Jinx Monsoon, who are two fabulous drag queens who have been mm-hmm. on RuPaul's Drag Race, but they are also theater queens. They work together a lot. They mm-hmm. actually have a Christmas special that we definitely should watch at some point. Um, <laughs> because apparently it's really, really good. Um, so I was like, oh my God, I needed this like mm-hmm. breath of fresh air and they're like doing audience participation and everyone's like dancing and singing mm-hmm. and like joining in with this little Christmas tune that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, have you never I've heard ne- of that before? No, I never heard of oh, it before. so good. It's, it's so going cool. on the playlist. It has to go on the oh, playlist. Great. It has to go on the playlist. <laughs> go check out our Christmas playlist. It has everything but all I want for Christmas is you on it. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great stuff. Some local bands if you mm-hmm. are a local band and you would like to go on our christmas playlist please send us your christmas songs anyway 
I really <laughs> liked Riley and Abby's chemistry. That was so I was good. Like, yeah. I want they to get together. Like, mm-hmm. this seems cool. Or, like, not even get together, but to be friends yeah. and, like, companionable with each other. And they mm-hmm. seem to, like... Like, Riley totally understood what was going on. Yeah. Like, she, she 100% knew. But mm-hmm. she did it in a respectful way. Like, she found out the night before. Yeah. She didn't just go, oh, I heard you talking to your pal. I know that you're dating Harper. She mm-hmm. was, like, very, you know, gave some leading questions, but not in a judgmental way. Mm-hmm. Just to kind mm-hmm. of, like, allow the boat to drift along the stream, as it were. Um, yeah. For yeah. them to have that conversation. And I, they had really nice chemistry. Mm-hmm. And Riley didn't try to tell her what to do no. or tell her what she was doing was wrong. She just was like, I understand what you're going through because mm-hmm. of this. And and she told an honest account of her experiences, which I think is totally fine to do. I think that's mm-hmm. 100% fair. Yeah. If it's relevant to, to yeah. report that, even if it does kind of like, reveal some stuff about the other person but that conversation mm-hmm. should have been had harper should have been honest about all of these things it kept happening throughout yeah. the movie where they would be talking they would be sharing stories or this tale or that tale and it would mm-hmm. turn out that harper left out really crucial information yeah. that maybe made her look bad or maybe that wasn't true or mm-hmm. whatever and it's just like and i that's... agree with you i don't yeah. think they should have got together at the end no they needed to go their separate ways and get some therapy they did because like all she did was lie constantly and i'm like is that basis for a marriage because that seems like a bad choice but like mm-hmm. th- i didn't think the solution was for her for abby to get together with riley either i think you're right no. i think friendship would have been the way to go because riley was really patient and she was really understanding and she just gave abby enough space to breathe and to be able to like come to terms with what was actually happening as well mm-hmm. and like when you're dropping something even if it's your story and you know it really well when you give that information to somebody they've got to take time to process it and I think the way that Aubrey Plaza played Riley they gave enough like time for Abby to go oh I see so this isn't a like a first time deal she's been doing this her whole life and also like you know it's scary when you start to see your partner for who they really are if they've been lying to you and like it wasn't hammed up and also like Riley wasn't interfering which is what would have been like if this was like a classic rom-com she would have been the interfering been interfering yeah stirring stirring the pot exactly but she wasn't she she was very like Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, as they were outside, she was having a conversation with John on the phone, and, and uh, Riley comes out and was like, mm-hmm. I wasn't eavesdropping, I was already out here, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, like, you know, and all of that. And I just think, yeah, I really liked that part of it. Like, there, yeah. there were some really genuinely nice things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love, obviously, Dan Levi, we've already spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they have a phone call and Abby freaks out on the phone call and just yeah. goes on this huge rant about everything that's going on and the fact that she's been like arrested for something she didn't do, which we haven't even spoken about. Oh no. Uh, no. Like literally, we can't even get into that. That was just some bullshit. Like, that's I was, problematic like, we didn't, in so many ways though. Like we literally didn't <laughs> even need this extra confrontation. There was already enough like bleak mm-hmm. in this. Like her parents were already being dicks to her before they thought that she had stolen something. So like, why did that need to be added in? But whatever. Um, So like, you know, she has this huge Mm -hmm. rant at John. John just basically hangs up the phone on her and she's like, (laughs) oh my God. Actually, it's it's effectively, he's like, okay, I need to get in the car and Mm -hmm. come and pick you up. And he shows up Mm -hmm. and pretends to be her straight, but like, you know, her straight ex-boyfriend or whatever. But like, (laughs) literally he's like, yes, hello. I am a heterosexual male. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is great um, 
but I'm like, that is a true friendship. Like a hundred percent to yeah. be like, you were giving me a cry for yeah. help and you didn't even realize it. Like, mm-hmm. let's I'm go here. Stuff. I'm let's coming. Go. That's I'm it. Here. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really like that at the, the ending of it, they mm-hmm. had this huge blowout, obviously. Like, Sloane walks in, Abby and Harper are kissing because yeah. Harper's trying to get Abby not to leave. And then mm-hmm. it turns out that Sloane's husband is cheating on her and they yeah. have this huge argument in front of, like, everyone Everybody. on Christmas <laughs> Eve. They break Jane's beautiful painting. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. lovely. I was like, I want that picture on my wall. I definitely want, like, a Christmas picture of Main Street. Like, mm-hmm. um, And it's this all, this whole thing. And eventually the truth comes out. Harper, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledges that she's been keeping secrets from her parents because she's so worried about their perception and how it's going to mm-hmm. affect their mm-hmm. reputation and all of this within the the city. And da, da, mm-hmm. da, da, da. Um, that she, and then Sloane comes forward and it's like, I'm also keeping secrets, blah, blah, blah. And then Jane comes forward and she's like, I haven't been keeping secrets, but I support my sisters. Like, I'm an ally. Let's yeah. go. Oh, and it kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. She was like, you know my shit. You don't care. So, meh. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they they gen- they have this like genuine, the parents then have this genuine conversation. And, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's, it's kind of, this felt the most honest, like of a glimpse into a thing where, yeah. you know, parents are realizing that while all they've been trying to do is do the best for their kids and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and present this perfect life, their life is far from perfect. And actually they should just accept the life that they have rather than yeah. striving to get something that is completely unattainable. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And they've all been making themselves miserable. And it, it yeah, mm-hmm. at the, the there was a really, really nice moment where um the dad who is running for mayor, something we haven't even really spoken about, gets yeah. a call from someone who's like looking to endorse him and can help mm-hmm. him get to the mayoral status that he's looking for. And um she basically says, like, look, I th- I like your family, but mm-hmm. you know, if we can keep this secret that Harper is a lesbian, which I was mm-hmm. like, why is that the thing? But mm-hmm. okay, uh, obviously plot, but it's like, oh, if we can keep, if we can do this, like don't ask, don't tell thing, then yeah, I'll yeah. support you. And he just like comes downstairs and says, oh yeah, it's just not going to work out. And that I yeah. was like, that is so nice. Like that was mm-hmm. not even a conversation or a topic of whatever for him. That's like clearly yeah. a lesson learned that he's like, mm-hmm. no, I need to support my children for what they do and for mm-hmm. who they are. And that's it. And I was like, okay. Yeah. by the end of the movie <laughs> even though they were together and i didn't really like it i was mm-hmm. kind of a bit more settled in everything jane's book gets published yeah. because i forgot that john dan levi's character said as a one throwaway line at the beginning oh i can ha- wrangle eight authors i can deal with mm-hmm. a couple of pets for a few days um i completely forgot that he did that and then obviously yeah. him and jane meet and jane and he obviously then publishes jane's book and all of that and i was like okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how much of this story is true? Like, that's the yeah. question you've really got to ask. And then it becomes mm-hmm. like, well, could we change some of the other things that weren't the fact? And da-da. yeah. Yeah. It's like, it does come together nicely. And there are a lot of learning and growing moments. But I just, yeah, personally, I would have said the best growing and learning moment would have been for Abby and Harper to go their separate ways. So, yeah, you know, potentially <laughs> in the future, bump into each other again if that was necessary but at the yeah. same time like again how do you come back from all of the lies and all of the hiding and all of like yeah. the being pushed away y- yeah. you just don't to be honest that's like a horrendous thing as well because yeah. she she didn't ask to go 
home for Christmas. No, she didn't. She was happy in her own Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, Uh she was super, she was super content. She was like, yeah, I'll just eat whatever and, you know, look after some pets and I'll see you when you get back. And that would have been fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously none of this stuff would have happened if that happened because she just would have continued to not come out to her parents. But then Mm -hmm. what would have happened when she got proposed to? Like, she couldn't not say it. Yeah. So like, I get obviously plot reasons and stuff like that. I just really Mm -hmm. wish that the, the sort of, arc was wasn't the fact that harper was gay and yeah. was the fact that they really liked riley who was harper's ex-girlfriend and then yeah. we could have had all the same characters and the same kind of moments mm-hmm. abby could have felt dejected because it was like riley mm-hmm. gets celebrated in all these things and harper and riley are off doing stuff mm-hmm. and there's pictures of harper and riley everywhere in her yeah. room because they were best friends for like years and years and years so you could have still had that same like dejectedness like there could have been moments where riley and harper went to the thing and uh, like, mm-hmm. riley and abby went to the pub still and had like a conversation about like you know dealing with the family and this Mm -hmm. and the other and i I, yeah i just think that would have made a more Mm -hmm. kind of genuine movie for Mm -hmm. me personally that's just what i would have preferred to see because i'm really fed up of it being like Mm -hmm. oh it's a gay rom-com and every single one is about coming out yeah i'm like come on guys like (laughs) that's not the only story we have to tell yeah it's like Uh it's 2021 you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like if we can create twenty thousand different straight movies about like great <laughs> christmas movies about a girl who goes to a small town and meets a boy mm-hmm. we can create one that's like a girl who goes to a small town and meets a girl like yeah. it doesn't need to be that deep like it doesn't need to be this huge political statement no. every time something's made that just happens to be like lgbtq plus like mm-hmm. well that's it is like and there's been obviously a lot of conversations about that and about celebrating actual joyful stories not just for queer people but also for people of color as well um you know and i would i would really like to see that because like that was why we really enjoyed the holiday calendar you know mm-hmm. there was people of color centered in that they were the main characters that was their story it was a story about their families um but it wasn't a story about them being people of color. yeah exactly it wasn't a tragic story it was joyful there was celebration Mm -hmm. yes there was difficulty and hardship and stuff but again the overall feeling was that these people were living happy fulfilled well-rounded lives like everybody that actually exists in the world as well um Mm -hmm. like you know, we, we talk about a lot of different things. We have also spoken about Single All The Way, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, is another queer love story. But again, more celebratory, less tragedy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking for at this point. Yeah. Um, Happiest Season, like, if you remove the Christmas, is a oh drama. It's, it is just yeah, a drama. It is, like, yeah. That's all it is, so. Bleak. Yeah, bleak. and quite bleak as well. Um yeah. I, I, suppose. Give it, I give it one and a half Vanessa Hudgens. One and a half Vanessa Hudgens. Well, there was no Vanessa Hudgens, yeah. so it was never going to win. Um, yeah, it was never going to win. Yeah, was, uh... <laughs> yeah, I'd say one and a half is, is pretty good. Maybe two for a little bit more Riley action and bonus drag queens. Yeah, uh. yeah bonus drag queens as well. Okay, we'll round up to two. Round up to two for Jinx Monsoon and Ben mm-hmm. Creme. But yeah, I don't really have anything else. I'm glad to not... I'm glad for this movie. I yeah. don't think this is one that's going to make it to my mm-hmm. yearly rotation. It's no holiday. It's no love, actually. No, it's, it's not. Just, it's just, it's very much present. Mm-hmm. And if, but the thing is, if you enjoy this movie and you find some meaning from it and some, you know, mm-hmm. relatability from it that we didn't, that's not wrong. That's totally fine. Mm-hmm. This is just our opinion that we found it a bit <laughs> dreary. Twas. Twas rather dreary. It was just Twas a slog. Twas dreary. Yeah. 
But anyway, we will be back again tomorrow. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm Bex. You can follow me at Bex Poet on everything. Yeah. You can follow me, Naomi, um, at Naomi EH on everything-ish, kind of. Just add an underscores and some places it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Find it all very easily through our link tree. Yeah. Um, and we appreciate your support and your listen mm-hmm. and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. <laughs> Santa, I've been good this year. Thank you for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoy the show, please support us on Coffee for as little as £1 per month. All donations go straight back into producing Jingle Bells and creating the content that we love to share with you. Find us online at coffee.com slash jinglebellspod or listen along on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or with your preferred provider. 